welcome to Twin Flames, the podcast, a show about the therapeutic use of tarot, dreams, and spirituality for holistic health and transformation. We are two friends and psychotherapists who are passionate about both scientific and mystical interventions for self-care and healing. Thank you for joining us. quick disclaimer before we start the show today. Although we are therapists, we are not your therapists. Please don't take our words as medical or therapeutic advice unless you'd like to pay us a session fee. Just kidding. The information we present on this podcast and on corresponding social media is not intended to be used for diagnosis, treatment, or medical, mental, or spiritual care. Please consult with your personal clinicians or healthcare providers on a regular basis. Today we're going to talk about the therapeutic use of the tarot and how it may be used in therapy. But before we get into this topic, we want to take some time to reflect on two cards that we pulled in preparation for this episode. Um, we pulled the Nine of Pentacles and the Two of Cups, which is super wild because yes. it really relates to us as people individually and our friendship and this podcast, but it also represents the topic for today. Yeah, it's kind of like perfect that we pulled these two cards for sure. Yeah, the Nine of Pentacles, I think we talked about this a little bit. Um, The Nine of Pentacles in the Rider Waite deck, um, there's a woman on the card holding up a bird on her hand and she's kind of in a garden full of um, grapes and she's got nine pentacles around her. She looks pretty well-to-do. She's got a mansion in the background. So we kind of thought of the nine of pentacles as a representation of each of us individually, mm-hmm. of myself and Leah, and kind of the work that we've been doing on our own. Um, so really nine of pentacles is all about like the resources we have and the time we've put into those resources. And I think individually, we, we both have a lot of resources that we bring to the table Um, especially when it comes to this podcast. Right. And everyone has their own individual histories, Mm -hmm. skills, characteristics, and strengths, as well as perspectives. And I think that's really important to be aware of in any relationship. Yeah. Especially the therapeutic relationship. Yes. Yeah. And I think we both bring that to the Two of Cups, which is really a representation for us of our friendship and our partnership in doing this podcast. Um, But also, like you mentioned, in a therapeutic relationship, too, I think the Two of Cups is a good representation of what a healthy relationship looks like. Mm -hmm. And so I think we bring the Nine of Pentacles energy, all those resources, all the stuff that we've done on our own, we bring it to the Two of Cups, where now we can collaborate together, because Two of Cups is all about collaboration and um, teamwork, partnership, Mm -hmm. um, a fulfilling and, and satisfying relationship. And like you said... It doesn't just apply to our friendship and our podcast. It also just applies to the topic that we're talking about today, which is therapy. And the Two of Cups has always been our card. Yes. Which is really funny and and was the card that we reflected on and actually got the idea to do the Twin Flames podcast. Yes. And to really dive into this area of work. Absolutely. Yeah, because we did, uh, this was a few months ago, I think now, um, we did a year reading for myself where I like put one card up for each month of the year and the two of cups came up for the month of June 
and you and I were kind of joking around about it at first, like, oh my gosh, that looks like us two, like, the way we hang out and talk to each other. Um, and then we looked a little closer and we're like, wait, I think the person on the right holding the cup is the fool, which I always joked was me. I always felt like the fool in every situation. And then the person on the left looks like the high priestess, same colors, um, kind of same stance. And so I always joked with you that you're the high priestess and you were always like, no, I'm not, but you totally are. Um, so, and then we looked, I think we looked up the um, interpretation of this card and they actually mentioned, yeah, the fool and the high priestess. And we're like, oh my God, that actually is us. And then we went on this whole tangent of let's start a podcast, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's start a partnership. So. Yeah. I, I think it's the boots, though. It's the, the boots. The, the full boots. Those are totally your boots. Totally. Yeah. I'm the fool in those boots on that card. Yeah. So those two cards are perfect. Nine of Pentacles, Two of Cups. Perfect for our partnership, but also perfect for our episode today. Mm-hmm. Now let's dive into our topic, tarot as therapy. Overall, the therapeutic benefits of tarot is that it's a playful, fun activity that encourages awareness and insight which are both super important tools for personal growth and healing. Yes. And really what we do in therapy with our clients, we encourage awareness, we encourage insight into themselves, into others, into their own world. Absolutely. The way I view tarot is it's a very unstructured activity Mm -hmm. that also provides you a healthy level of control. Like you're, you're in control of how you make sense of the cards and what you can do with that. Yeah. And I think that can be really therapeutic when you've gone through life without that much control. Mm-hmm. Especially with the trauma that we work with. Mm-hmm. Most of our clients don't have a lot of control in their lives. That's a really good way to think about it. Because really what we do in therapy too is we bring them into a room where they hopefully feel safe with us. And they're in the driver's seat. They're the ones who are really deciding what it is that they're bringing forth what they're going to talk about, what they're not going to talk about. Um, And yeah, similar to tarot, it's like it's up to you to make decisions about how you make sense of what's in front of you. Mm -hmm. So it does feel like a safe activity, very unstructured, not threatening, hopefully, most of the time. There's some (laughs) scary cards in there. But yeah, I would also say that the tarot is really useful as a therapeutic tool because it's a very embodied activity where you're literally using your body your hands, your manipulating cards. Um, It's also a corrective emotional experience, which in therapy um, are just experiences that maybe are different than what clients are typically used to. For example, if a client grew up with a really abusive parent and they come into a therapy room and they get a completely different experience with a therapist who's not abusive, a therapist Mm -hmm. who's like very kind and loving and understanding, that's a corrective emotional experience. It helps heal that old wound of having an abusive parent. Um, So I think, you know, the fact that it's an embodied activity, the fact that it's a corrective emotional experience, and the fact that you get to play with these cards, Mm -hmm. essentially, you're doing play therapy, Um, I think those are other benefits of therapy, or tarot as therapy. What I really like about tarot is there was a spread that I came across, the clarifying cards. So if, you after you do a spread and you don't feel super great about what you get, you have the option of pulling two clarifying cards to help make sense. Yes. And to take away more of a positive understanding or perspective of your reading. And so I think that that's really... 
I really like nice. that. Yeah, it is because it's not like the three cards you pull or however many cards you pull for your spread are the end all be all. Mm-hmm. You always have an option of adding on to that. Yeah, should we talk a little bit about what psychotherapy is? Yeah, so I looked on Google. In psychotherapy and within the therapeutic process, psychotherapists help patients to look within themselves to understand the root causes of their conflicts within themselves and others. Mm-hmm. I think tarot does the same thing where it provides you with an opportunity to really check in with yourself and and see what's going on in your life, what's missing, maybe what's an unhealthy pattern, something that no longer serves you. Yeah. Yeah. I think tarot makes space for that stuff that you just talked about, like helping to look within ourselves to understand our emotions, the reasoning behind our thoughts and behaviors. Like it makes space for that. Mm Mm-hmm and to develop healthier ways to cope with challenges mm-hmm. and yes. to be in more in control of how things pan out for us. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the other thing I really like about the tarot is that there's always choice involved. Like we, you and I, Leah, don't use tarot for divination because we feel like mm-hmm. that takes our agency and our willpower away. If cards are telling us what's gonna happen to us, that's not very helpful. I think what's more empowering is like in therapy, you're not telling a client what to do. Same thing with the tarot, you know, tarot's not telling you what to do. It's giving you insight into maybe where you're at or where you could possibly go. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the, the free will is still there and the agency is still there. I think that's really empowering. And the freedom to develop a healthier narrative. Yes. Because we all go about life with these narratives that we've developed from early on. Yes. And we're not really aware of that and in therapy, we're in a position where we can explore those narratives and rewrite our stories. Absolutely. Yeah, I think um, I want to read a quote, if that's okay, about we mentioned how awareness and insight is really um, one of the benefits of tarot and one of the goals of therapy is that we gain awareness and insight into ourselves, others, and our world. Mm -hmm. And so I want to read a quote from this book uh, called Tarot for Beginners by Meg Hayards, I think is how you say her name. Um, On page 62 of her book, I think she does a good job of kind of tapping into this awareness and insight. Um, She says, when we honor our experience for what it is, rather than ignore it when it's not what we want or force it to become what it's not, we experience the relief of acceptance. We gain perspective. When we express our inner reality as it is, beautiful or ugly, manageable or overwhelming, new or familiar, we open up a realm of possibility. From there, we have the choice to either obey our fears and other people's standards or to live in alignment with the reality we've imagined, the vision to which our intuition has led us, which Mm -hmm. is basically what you said, Leah. I really like that. I do too, because I do think that these images, whatever tarot deck you're using, I like to use the Waitsmith, but I know for some people that doesn't resonate. I think whatever deck you use, these images provide you with hopefully new perspectives, new Mm -hmm. ways of looking at things. And then you have the choice, like you were saying, Leah, to decide what to do Mm -hmm. with those new perspectives. And it really helps you to learn more about yourself and your story and your strengths, but also things that maybe you need to work on or to make healthy changes with. The more you know, the more you grow. Yes. And the more you know about yourself as a therapist... Mm-hmm. the more you can help your clients grow. Yeah, I really think that the tarot and therapy help us have epiphanies and gain 
greater clarity into our problems or into our maybe our blind spots. We have realizations about ourselves and about others. Um, we have shifts in narratives, like you were saying, Leah. And yeah, ultimately that helps us grow into better people. I think the other therapeutic benefit of tarot that we mentioned earlier was the embodiment piece. So really tarot is an embodied activity, which I think is really important um, that we help clients engage in that because personally from what I've seen and what I've experienced myself, in our culture, we tend to be very detached from our bodies. We tend to be very detached from um, like our physical needs. We ignore you know, headaches, we ignore pain. With eating disorders, for example, it's all about ignoring your, your cues, your body cues. Um, so I think it's really important that we help guide our clients into embodiment. What is it like to be in your body right now? You know, what sensations are you feeling? Um, and I think the tarot is a perfect tool for that because it grounds us in mm -hmm. the present moment. You know, you've got the cards right in front of you. You've got something physical to touch and grasp onto. Um, and it helps us fully experience all the elements of what it means to be human. So it encourages, encourages us to think, which is the air element in tarot. It encourages us to feel our emotions, which is the cups element in tarot. Um, it drives us to change or to put energy into something, which is the, the wands, the spirit. And then it really helps us build our resources and make use of the resources we already have, which is pentacles. So to me, the tarot is like such a perfect embodied mm -hmm. experience. And I think that's something that it can teach our clients and that we can help guide our clients towards. Absolutely. I love that, Laura. That was beautifully said because Thank that's you. pretty much, it's pretty much a collective wellness practice. Yeah. I have an example of yeah. kind of a subtle moment when that happened. Please share. Um, one time when I was working with a child, we were reading a book together and she leaned in and kind of leaned on me. Mm. And that was just kind of a moment where, yeah. I don't know, we felt like two individuals coming together for yeah. one activity and it was a special moment and I don't think I'll ever forget that it was really I love really that. special it was special for you and she probably felt so safe with you to be able to do that that's really cool because you work primarily with children mm -hmm. and I think that allows you to experience embodiment and to help them be embodied in a different way than with adults because like for me you know we're always taught as therapists you're not supposed to touch your client you're mm -hmm. not supposed to get close to your client but there are times when I've literally given my clients hugs Obviously, I ask them if it's okay, but I work with a lot of older adults who live, unfortunately, a lot of times in isolation or live mm -hmm. alone or all their friends and family have died. And, you know, sometimes I'll ask, when's the last time you've gotten human touch or mm. a hug from someone? And some of them, it's really sad. They'll be like months, years. Yeah. So to me, it's like I can't, you know, if they're comfortable with it and if I ask them and they seem open to it, I will give them a hug. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to, again, that human touch, that human connection. Yeah. And it was really interesting because we were reading a children's book on trauma. Mm. And, yeah, it was just... Did she have a lot of trauma? Yeah. 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 So, of, again, the fact that she trauma. would put, that she would get close to you is so telling. Mm -hmm. Because with trauma, we don't want to get close to people. We right. feel unsafe around other people. And the activity was reading and making sense of a narrative, yes. and that happens in tarot. That's what we do in tarot. Yep, you read the interpretation. You've got pictures to look yep, at. Absolutely. So it's the adult 
version of that. Yeah, that's such a good point. I think another uh, therapeutic benefit of tarot that we mentioned earlier that we should definitely talk about is the corrective experience. I think tarot itself can be a corrective experience. And in therapy, we want to provide our clients with as many corrective experiences as we can. It's hard sometimes for clients to realize that because they've had these experiences, they're always going to have these experiences and Mm -hmm. that they are a product of these experiences, but you can correct Mm -hmm. your experiences in a better way. Absolutely. Yeah, I actually have an example of that um, from a client who I actually saw today. He grew up in a really critical home, was criticized and bullied at school. So at home and at school, he was always put down. And then in therapy, my, my goal is to provide the corrective experience of let's look at what you do well. Let's look at your strengths. Let's look at your skills. Let's look at your worth in this world because that's completely opposite to what he experienced as a mm. child. So trying to correct that old wound is an example of a corrective experience. And with tarot, I don't know, how would you explain that with tarot? Like providing a corrective experience through creating new narratives? Yeah. 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 Um, and, and really reflecting on maybe some of the growth that you've achieved from yeah. experiences yes. and, and that you're in more control mm. than you think. Yeah, that's a corrective experience in and of itself, especially when you have trauma. Mm-hmm. And you can absolutely. choose if you want the reverse meaning versus the upright meaning. Yeah, absolutely. I like that a lot. And it's also like, imagine getting, I mean, we got really empowering cards for our own episode, like the Nine of Pentacles and the Two of Cups. Imagine getting cards like that for clients who are expecting to get like the tower or the devil or something. Yeah. And it's like they get these different cards, which personally, I think the tower and the devil are actually very, um, very helpful cards that provide us with insight. But of course, people get, you know, threatened by it. I got threatened by them in the beginning, too. Yeah, I'm still working on uh, yeah. <laughs> correcting my experience with the tower card. So. Yes. <laughs> well, it's not a fun one, but it always brings really important change, I think. Um, But again, like going back to the corrective experience of tarot, like if we get something that we're completely not expecting to get, like if we get the strength card, for example, it's like, oh, that might be a reflection of me. Mm -hmm. Maybe I do have the strength, you know, somewhere deep down. I just need to tap into it. Yeah. And if you're feeling stuck in therapy with a client, you have Mm -hmm. to really reflect and be like, what's not working? What do I need to correct? What what do I need to make a change Mm -hmm. with to get the client to move forward. Absolutely. I like that. I also think the tarot is kind of, it helps us reenact old traumas in a really safe way. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times we reenact traumas with our therapist in the therapy room. Like we'll relate to our therapist the way we've related to somebody who traumatized us or who abused us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with tarot, depending on the cards that come up, we can do that with the cards. We can project our old traumas onto them and try to make sense of them in a new way. Um, reprocess that trauma in a new way right and I think using that in therapy with clients having those cards out on the table yeah and having more of a guided structured activity mm. is also provides kind of a safe distance for that client yes. to maybe free associate and talk more about their traumas <gasps> yeah that's a really good point because yeah. I'm not talking about me I'm talking about the cards right like mm-hmm. if I'm the client in the room I can maybe 
yeah, feel a little safer if I'm distanced from the subject, which is me. And that's what I use in play therapy mm-hmm. is, you know, you're focusing on the characters of the play, yeah. the toys, but they're really projecting how they feel about themselves <sighs> yes. under the toys. And so what you do is you add in heroes or positive characters mm-hmm. within that play to give them a different outcome and, and feeling about their situation. That's awesome. Because yeah. kids shut down when you ask what's going on, yes. what's happened to you, what's scary, yes. tell me about it. You're right. They don't want to talk or mm-hmm. they don't have the words for it or, yeah. But they will speak to you about it through yeah. play, which They'll is beautiful. They'll act it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so let's talk about play therapy because that's a perfect segue um, because the, another therapeutic benefit of tarot is that we can use it as like a therapeutic game or actual play therapy. Yeah. Um, And we learn how to play as kids, and Mm -hmm. some kids go through traumas or they're not in a position where they can learn how to play. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're put into a caretaking role. Um, Maybe they don't really have the means or the resources to play and develop that skill of imagination and creativity. Mm -hmm. And tarot, in a way, is a healthy way of playing as adults. It's fun. I think it's really motivating mm-hmm. because the more you learn yeah. about it, the more fun it is. Yes. You're literally teaching adults how to play again by using tarot. Absolutely, because we play throughout life. It just changes with development. Yeah. And sometimes we play in really maladaptive ways or really unhelpful mm-hmm. ways. Like if we're playing with drugs, yeah, it feels good, but it's not good long term for us going to the bars every weekend, Mm -hmm. um, social media. Yep. So really tarot can be used to help adults especially, or teenagers or whatever, learn how to play in a healthier way. And heal their inner child. Yeah. Giving them the fun and excitement and playful ritual that they were maybe robbed of or didn't give the opportunity to have as kids. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to read a quote from um, Dr. Arthur Rosengarten, who wrote a book called Tarot and Psychology, Spectrums of Possibility, and he talks about therapeutic games and play therapy. Um, And he says that tarot is a game in as much as life is a game, unfolding through a process of choices, strategies, random events, discoveries, victories, and defeats. And he goes on further to state that therapeutic games include activities such as role-playing, psychodrama, guided imagery, and even psychological assessments for adults. So psych assessments we'll do an episode on um, because I think the tarot can be used as an informal assessment. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, But he does talk about how we use games in uh, psychological assessments like the Wexler Adult Intelligence Scales, which measures IQ. We have word games. We have visual puzzles in in the waist, or the thematic apperception test, the TAT, which uses ambiguous images to um, elicit projective storytelling for the purposes of getting some insight into the client's social-emotional functioning. So really, I mean, we use games a lot, especially in therapy with adults. I think I don't realize how often. I, I do a lot of role play with my clients, and I don't think of it typically as a therapeutic game but it really is Mm because you're acting out different possibilities oh yeah it's adult pretend play it is and then Dr. Rosengarten also states that um, game related activities in therapy help clients to develop important abilities and attributes such as creative imagination problem solving 
self-expression, plotting strategy, competitive tasking, skill and coordination, planning, risk-taking, storytelling, spontaneity, winning and losing, and humor. The object is not winning, but learning. And I think that's a nice mm-hmm. summary of why play is so important in our lives. Yeah, and I think play therapy is interpreted as, like, from others who don't understand it, mm-hmm. oh, so these kids are going in and they're just playing. That's, mm-hmm. and you're, I'm just paying paying you to play with my child. But you're actually, it's not about the game no. or the play or the toys. It's about giving that child an opportunity to learn through play, through games. Yes. And for you as the therapist or the adult in the room to glean insight into what's going on with this child. So like you said earlier, you know, adults who don't know how to play because they've been so stressed and traumatized, if they've got children, they're probably not engaging in play with their kids Mm -hmm. because they're so removed from that childlike part of themselves. But what if, and I know you do some training with parents too, what if you teach parents how to play with their kids? They could probably get so much information from their kid mm-hmm. just by watching them play. Like, how are they interacting with other people? What kind of problems are coming up? Because like you said, try to ask a kid, and I'm sure parents can relate to this, ask a kid, you know, how was your day? What's going on? What's wrong? They're not going to tell you in words. Mm-mm. But if you can learn to play with them, you're going to get a lot of insight into your own child. I really see parents make a lot of growth and blossom when I bring them into the room Mm -hmm. and we just start playing and I'm modeling for them and I'm handing them toys and encouraging them to say certain things rather than here's a handout read about play you can do it um I think it's a very it's an experiential exercise yes and I think tarot is also an experiential exercise and it's so embodied like as you're talking i'm thinking about how embodied that is because you're bringing the body of the adult the parent into the room and like asking them to use their body to engage with their child Mm -hmm. um because like you said a handout is just intellectual right like here's Mm -hmm. a handout read it and then try to enact it on your own but the way you do it is just so cool Mm -hmm. and it also maybe heals their inner child yes oh i think so doing that I think so. I can definitely relate to that healing the inner child. Like doing tarot for me has been such inner child healing work because I am one of those kids who I think tried to be a caretaker really early on and kind of stopped playing early on. And so to be able to tap into this imaginative, creative, flexible part of myself when I do tarot has been super healing. Mm The last thing I want to mention about the therapeutic benefits of tarot is I think I see it personally as very client-centered. And I know we talked about empowerment earlier and how empowering the tarot can be to clients. Um, But if we look at Carl Rogers' work or humanistic psychotherapy, you know, the client is the expert. And I think for tarot, the reader, the seeker is the expert. Like you're the one who's going to see yourself in these cards. You're the one who's going to make sense of them, who's going to decide what to take from them and how to act in the world with that new knowledge. I think that fits really well into client-centered approaches to therapy, where we, we consider the client the expert and that we consider that all clients are inherently good, that they all have potential, they all have the ability to self-actualize if only we can guide them. Mm-hmm. And the therapist isn't you know, the expert. The therapist 
does not sit on like a throne above the client. The therapist is just there to be another human being experiencing this experience with the client and guiding them to the best version of themselves. I love that you bring up the idea of being client-centered and that they're their own expert because mm-hmm. sometimes we get caught up yeah. in what we've learned in school, in the literature, and yes. how we're going to do certain things, but we might be missing the main point, which yes. might be more subtle than we think about the client, and we only learn that from listening to yeah. them and following their lead yes. and learning from them. And then we also can learn more about ourselves by what our clients talk about. I think that's a very well put. I think that's a good place to end the episode. What do you think? Yeah, this was great. I I love this topic, and I think it's really fitting that we pulled the Nine of Pentacles <laughs> yes. and the Two of Cups, and that just shows how powerful and amazing tarot can be. Yes. You can make meaning and tie it into something present yeah. in your life. Absolutely. Yeah, I think we're definitely going to continue this topic and like I said, um, we might do an episode on assessment. We might do other episodes on maybe therapeutic approaches mm-hmm. um, and how the tarot can be used in different approaches to therapy. I'm really excited to do an episode on dreams. Yes, because that's right. Laura is the dream fiend. <laughs> so <laughs> Leah's the high priestess and the uh, tarot guru, and I do the dream stuff. So yeah, we're definitely also going to do some episodes on dreams. So. Thank you for joining us.